Not so fantasy football. A loser's guide to FBL with Rob and Yanis. Hello and welcome to Not So Fantasy Football, your guide to FPL. I am uh, we're here on Uzo Radio, and we have. <laughs> I'm Yanis, and this was. This is Rob. This is Rob. <laughs> yeah. Um, how you doing, Yanis? I am fine um, in my life. Uh-huh. <laughs> Everything else is going well. Good. Uh, but. So maybe we can talk about everything else apart from fantasy football. Sounds good to me. Uh, (laughs) How are you doing this week? (laughs) You've got a week off. It's it's good. Actually, we can kind of relax. It's one of those parts now that we can relax because we've got five days till the next deadline, which is fantastic. Yeah. I'm I'm not used to that. And... um, We've got the cup. Is it the FA Cup? Yeah, FA Cup. FA Cup this week. Um, coming up, yes. Even is it to today as as well? I mean, we're recording Monday. Mm-hmm. So no, it's not. It's not Monday. It's Tuesday, uh, Wednesday. <clears throat> so this naturally will. Uh, it's it's a busy period for the players and the teams, but it's a bit of a breathing for us until the next game week. It's and first, I think we need it. Yeah, the first one in some time, really, isn't it? We need it because um, I've caught myself being very hectic and trying to change massively my team or being disappointed. You know, it's kind of a roller coaster of uh, emotions with <clears throat> how this season is going. Yeah. So a break for a day or two is good to refresh and to prioritize. Yeah, definitely. We've got that little bit of time to look at what we're doing and to to look back over over things. We can't actually make any decisions today or tomorrow because you've got FA Cup games coming in and when the FA Cup games get played, then the results come out as to which teams have double game weeks and then you can make your transfers. But at this point, it is really like... Uh, you know, you're in midair, you're in suspension, waiting for uh, the decisions to be made because you really never know which team is going to win in the FA Cup. You can say this team should win and this team should win, but in reality, anything can happen. So, yeah. There are, there are three, for me, three things that will help us decide after mm-hmm. those fixtures, the FA Cup fixtures. First of all, um, God forbid any injuries or anything unexpected. Yeah. So this is one thing that we definitely need to wait for. Yeah. Secondly, of course, it affects the um, the next the future game weeks because we've we've talked about that how postponed games will fit in, mm-hmm. how uh, the double game weeks are going to be um, decided after the results. Mm-hmm. And third, for me, is it's quite important. We will see. What players are going to be um, playing. playing in these? Yeah. yeah, and then, for instance, the Man City um, squad after this amazing win that they made yesterday, um, I don't know what to expect anymore in rotation yeah. and in what their priorities will be because they will be expecting a very busy schedule when the Champions League fixtures 
um, resume as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, they're playing against Swansea tomorrow on, on Wednesday. I would expect a very, um, you know, rotation yeah. <laughs> orientated team. Uh, does that affect the, the fixture against Spurs next weekend? You also we should think of those things. Yeah, you also tweeted, I think something quite poignant, or you might have mentioned it in the WhatsApp group that now, now they've beaten Liverpool, they've got a game in hand, they're five points clear at the top, and uh, Pep's Pep's main aim is always the Champions League because Pep wants to. I think. That's part of his resume. That's part of his um, job requirements is to win the Champions League with Man City. That's why he was brought in. That's why you know the the board have paid you know for him to be there for so long, and he has to win the Champions League. Um, and he's got it's a great the only squad. Thing he hasn't won with them. Exactly. He's got a great squad. Aguero's you know been rested effectively for the past for a year four months at least you know he's been rested been uh out injured for quite a long while so if he can get him back up to fitness in the next couple of games and then firing for champions league matches you know that he'll be prioritized in champions league and in effect what we'll see in the premier league is a more rotation uh squad which is very risky for us and not something we like to have and the problem now, um, we started with Man City for, for many reasons. First of mm-hmm. all, they are leading um, the race. Uh, they are the best team at the moment. Yeah. And their assets are really, really good. Yeah. But I'm, apart from this rotation risk that we're going on, and I'm, I'm really afraid because I've got two central defenders who have been nailed on, but I'm not quite sure that this is going to continue this way yeah they've got very difficult fixtures mm. i mean they're still so good but the fixtures coming up are not that great not at all they've got spurs everton arsenal west ham man united in the next five easy right i mean if you consider <laughs> the west ham being the easiest one mm. it's still not an easy game 100%. and then they've got fulham wolves leicester leeds villa it's not an easy run. No. We were talking about this fantastic run they had up until today, which gave them so many clean sheets and so many points from everywhere, coming mm-hmm. on from the right back, the goalkeeper, the, the left wingers, the, the striker, anyone would get points. But suddenly now they have five fixtures, which are terrifying. If they weren't that good, people would be afraid that they wouldn't get enough points in the league, not yeah. not FBL ones. So, adding to the rotation risk, I know that it's tempting because they have all those doubles, but I'm thinking twice. I mean, I've got two, and everyone is talking about tripling up. I don't know if I have the, yeah. the gut to... I'm, I mean, if, if I'm bold enough to get a third one now. I'm completely with you there. I really don't want another... Oh, ambulance. Uh, I really don't want another uh, City defender right now i know we were talking on last week's podcast about that being a possibility but right now it's just it seems mad to to look at bringing one of those in and what i'm also thinking because 
uh, I've seen a lot of teams probably from Twitter from our league mm-hmm. we've got strong benches we've got cheap players that are participating they're, they're playing week in week out they get points which results to having problems deciding who's going to play and who's not yeah so when you see this last week against Liverpool okay that's probably the, the toughest picture for them mm-hmm. away game to Liverpool this and Man United probably is the the red fixtures of the year yeah but when you see people benching two or three city players yeah exactly for this game week I mean it's kind of crazy why have them I, I was I benched Stones yeah. I kept Diaz and I benched Stones he, he naturally came on I, I was thinking that he would come on because I had Taylor as a as a first um, yeah. as a defender but I'm thinking I'm looking at the next weeks and because I've got West Ham defenders who've got I've got Sufal I've got Taylor who I think he might play um, I've got Dina who will have some good pictures there will be times that I will have to bench probably one of the two City defenders mm-hmm. and that's a bit crazy in my opinion. I agree. So we need to think about that. But you've also got to think that the main reason for having them right now isn't necessarily the easiness, of, like the ease of the fixtures. It's more because they've got double game weeks. And if they concede in every single game, in every single double game week, they're still going to get four. Do you know what I mean? So it's still like, they're still guaranteed to not blank, almost, if in the double play. fixtures. If they play both games and I think I don't know game week 26 you've got some European games around I think is it 27 uh, no is it it must be 28 that their first European fixture comes back um, but we'll get the Ben Krellin spreadsheet up um, yeah but yeah they do have some fixtures coming in and they will I mean, I've got I've Coming got a eventually. lot of fires to to deal with. Exactly. Uh, so I'm not currently thinking of dropping one of them, DSO Stones, but I wouldn't be surprised if suddenly in two weeks I saw that Stones was out. Yeah. Let's say, and I had someone else because, I mean, you saw how fantastic they were yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was so easy for them. They still conceded one, yeah. and then you're ruined. Mm. I got three points from those two. And there was so much better. Yeah, definitely. So it only takes one goal to ruin your double defense. Yeah. So. I... Yeah, they've got um, they've got a European fixture in game week twenty five. Well, so Tuesday before game week twenty five, uh, they're playing before Everton the in the double between Everton and Arsenal. Yeah, and then the game week after twenty five, so the twenty third of Feb, they're playing uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. Um, yeah. So yeah, and then we've got potentially double, and then we've got you know more European fixtures. So they are going to be focusing on that. Borussia Mönchengladbach are going to be no pushovers, but they're also not the toughest draw City could have had. Yeah. Not a lot. Okay. Okay. Let's let's just move on because I I started with this. Liverpool. That's yes. <laughs> what a great segue. What do you do with those Rob Sowers Liverpool at Yanis. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm I'm happy that Robertson was a good move this week. I was really worried that Robertson would get some serious assists or something like that, but uh, he didn't. And 
it was the right move to get Robertson out of my team. I think I'm not going to go back there for the time being because having someone that's 7.5 in my team that's conceding most weeks and getting returns not often enough uh, is not somewhere yeah. I want to be. Um, I might look at putting that money into a goalkeeper just for the next game week or two, like Nick Pope, um, because of his good run, or even the Southampton keeper, but we'll see. Um, McCarthy. Um, but yeah, Liverpool have dropped the ball. Well, Alisson has dropped the ball a couple of times. A couple uh, of times. That wasn't a great fixture for for keepers. David De Gea had a pretty bad game week as well. There were, were some pretty bad keeper errors throughout the league this game week. Um, but yeah, pretty much the Alisson performance this weekend really was... Um, Highlights. Really unusual, yeah, really unusual. He's not done that yet in the league. There were a couple no, we, of we... games earlier on where he had made some mistakes, but to make two direct errors leading to goal, and in the first goal that he made the error in, he made a complete error before that. So he made two yeah. errors in one in goal. One. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, poor guy. Yeah, we're used to Edison um, making some mistakes. Yeah. And that's the reason I've said at the beginning of the year that I don't really trust him. Uh, but Alisson was, for me, was the guy that you could rely on. And yeah. suddenly, yeah, I mean, we know that the, the position, the goalkeeper position is is a nightmare. You can do so many good things and one bad thing will end yeah. your day. Exactly. Um, anyway, I don't think that that's the problem for Liverpool. That was the, that was the obvious one, but there are so many... And to be just with them, you know that I'm not um, in favour of, mm -hmm. of them at all. But the problems that they've had in the centre of the defence, come on, any team would struggle with that. And just They've struggled. We've not spoken about this, but I personally think... I, I'm, I'm still really shocked about the signings that they've made. Because they've signed two defenders to go into their centre-back slots... Um, one of them is from uh, Preston North End, which is a team at the bottom of the championship. You know, yeah. Spurs signed Joe Roden, who was a regular player and young upcoming talent from Swansea, who are you know who've just beaten Norwich in the Premier League, in the Championship. So good end Championship. Yeah. Preston North End are bad end Championship, and. Yeah. Uh, Ben Davis, for me, I don't think was the right move. I think it was a budget move to make a stopgap. And, you know, the Odin Agalo move, as Sky Sports named it, just in, just in case so that they've got someone to fill in that position, I don't think he's going to be up to scratch and I don't see that working out long term. I think he's going to be sold on and they'll probably make a profit on him, but still, weird move. This other guy, Kabak, uh, from yeah. Schalke, just in terms yeah, of basic yeah. stats, the guy's 20. Cool. So he's 20, playing for a team at the bottom of the German league. We've seen German players come over, German defenders specifically go over to places like Arsenal, um, you know, in Mustafi and uh, Socrates and um, Mertesacker and players like that. And these players have not necessarily gelled well. You've seen strikers like Haller go over to West Ham, not necessarily do too well. So it's been seen as a little bit of a step up from the German League to the Premier League as it stands. 
and this guy has conceded 40 goals in 14 Premier League in 14 league games that's over three a, like almost three a yeah. game and <laughs> this guy is the solution to their problems his basic stats are conceded 40 in 14 league games three yellow cards one red card so like what where I, I I get that everyone's saying it's a masterstroke because he's only on loan so if it doesn't work out he can go straight back but you're basically signing Jaden Boggle or Ethan Ampadu you know bottom of the league and all Liverpool side people are hailing this as a masterstroke transfer and I just don't see it plus it's you always need time to adjust to a new environment, to a new city, to a new place. I mean, if they had, if they they got a, a centre half from the bottom, like as you said, from Sheffield United, mm-hmm. it would be slightly better because 100%. that player would already have played in the Premier yeah. League. They, they would have known what this league is about, this country is about, you know, this league is about. So even that makes it more risky. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't get those two. Schalke are rock bottom of the Bundesliga, and you know I live in Germany. I don't follow the Bundesliga as much as I probably could, but I've still got some finger on that pulse. And they've conceded forty-seven goals so far this season in like seventeen or nineteen games, and he's played fourteen of those matches, and. He's twenty. He's lucky he didn't play the other three games. Exactly, like he really, he really has not exactly been a shining light. Apparently, he has been quite good yeah. in their, you know, defense. But like, yeah, just sign, just sign someone from Sheffield. We shall see. That doesn't solve the problem. It doesn't that, solve the problem. For sure, that doesn't solve the problem. What it does enable is it does enable players like Jordan Henderson and Fabinho to potentially move into that midfield role which I personally think is far more important for them to have the influential players higher up the pitch so that they're more likely to get the ability to score goals. Because they lack a lot of that creativity and a lot of that I'm, pushing up forward. I'm taking this moment to really hammer on Liverpool, but that Salah penalty was one of the weakest penalties I've seen in a long while. Did you Did you watch it? No, 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 I didn't. The Salah penalty, watch it back, mate, and you will laugh at why that was given as a penalty. I said to my friend while watching the West Brom game that Harry Kane literally has to be shot on the pitch in the penalty area to get a penalty, like, at all, ever, at the minute, because he has had a reputation of diving, but for Salah to get that penalty was unbelievable. Really was. It wasn't deserved at all. Since we are on a roll against Liverpool, <laughs> what I want to say is that apart from Jota, which was a very good transfer for that short period Completely. of time, and I think it's going to make a big difference when he's back, yeah. uh, which I'm counting on because I, he's on my watch list, mm-hmm. um, Thiago has been so bad. He, he could have got a red card in the I first minute. I don't understand. And... I, don't, I really don't understand how this player was brought in as the best midfielder in Europe with the best stats in Bayern and the best passing and he's been terrible. He's a wonderful passer of the ball and you can see that the technique that he's got and, and the ability that he's got to pass the ball is fantastic. But because of the fact that Liverpool aren't playing very well, 
he's not being as progressive with his passing as he could be. Like it's a mentality thing, and most yeah. of his passes he's are going dropping backwards, along the team. dropping, and yeah, it's it's his tackling is terrible. He's really not a midfield destroyer. Yeah, yeah, he he should have two players behind him. Yeah, for him to be able to play. And to be honest, when we've seen Iniesta and Xavi playing, come on, yeah, he's. He's not that. He's level. less than half of what they were. Exactly. He's really, you know, if he is either of those molds, he's more of a chavy. You know, he's not a number ten or you know a yeah. creative attacking midfielder. He is a what they what do they call it a carriello carillo, like so he spreads the play. He he moves. Yeah. He's a very much a, a horizontal player that moves the ball side to side with long ranging passes and quickly shifts the focus of the attack. Um, I mean, it's a pity how Spain has ended up having him as their best midfielder yeah. and Rodrigo the best striker. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. They've gone down. Anyway, they? that's probably a different uh, topic. Exactly. So that that was that game. That was good. I enjoyed. Okay. Enjoyed that. For Liverpool fans, uh, we will put up. I think it's like minutes twelve to minute sixteen that you can skip. Yeah. So that you feel <laughs> a bit better. <laughs> please yeah we yeah we had to take that out of our chest I mean, uh, exactly <laughs> it's been a long while coming and uh, yeah i'm glad because I got to, to do be some fair bashing. to be fair i was in awe with what liverpool did last year yeah and yeah so i i have to be fair they were fantastic but that pace I mean, is... even rogue for four <laughs> yeah exactly um cool so let's move on uh, about the Man United Everton. That was a fantastic game. That was defined Harry by Maguire being our, my rescuer. Yeah, God. Giving DCL the chance to score the three-three. Crazy. Uh, yeah, that that goal was. It was. Crazy. It was a great. But we have to again acknowledge that brilliance of Bruno. Fan- he was He's fantastic. Such a good player. From okay, this is. I'm not going to bash Bruno, but from a defensive side of Man United games, you can pin, uh, I think, at least two of the three goals on him. My reasoning going is that he he is the most far forward behind uh, Cavani, and Tom Davis actually created the first goal that Everton scored, and Tom Davis was the holding midfielder. Everton were playing with a diamond and Tom Davis was the base of that diamond. He picked the ball up on the like on the edge of his box. He passed it off to someone, picked it up again with a one two, and then passed it forward for DCL. Um right between the lines. And then DCL took the shot, it deflected off and Decore got the goal off the keeper, Decore got the goal. Terrible keeping, but Bruno lost Davis and didn't track back for that goal. He he was at fault a, a couple of times for not being quite right in the, his pressing game um, in those goals. So where you do get the benefit of Bruno is when he goes forwards. He created you know the three Man United goals in, fa- in fairness. In my opinion, uh, because I've been watching football from nineties, which uh, was very allowed for some players to. Only, um, only attack for the attacking. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that when you have such players, 
it's a luxury yeah and you build the team accordingly yeah so you don't need him to follow true so I, I understand what you're saying but I wouldn't blame him I would try to make the team functional even yeah. if he's Tom neglectful ba- or like Tom Davis lazy. still had to get past Fred and McTominay and you know players like that so it's not all Bruno's and they fault. still had two central midfielders it yeah. wasn't that they were playing with one exactly and he had to do more of that yeah they still had both Fred and McTominay yeah. if they had Pogba let's say who's a bit more of an eight rather than a six yeah i would probably understand that a bit more but when you have two defensive midfielders come on they yeah. have to do double work because they don't have to do anything else yeah. bruno's doing everything else in the midfield exactly what was really interesting was mctominay's positioning he was quite often dropping into a back three which then allowed Wambisaka and shaw to get forwards and then when you had those people getting forwards where Bruno really excels is he realises where the overload is and where the space is. So because players like Wambasaka and Rashford, who was on that side for the first goal for Man United, were both in that position, Bruno realised there was an overload to be created. So he ran in and made a three against two on that top right-hand side of the pitch. And then that allowed Rashford to put the cross in for Cavani to get... Was it Cavani to get the header for the first goal? It really, yes, it was. It was a really like fantastic tactical masterclass from Bruno from an attacking perspective. So where you, yeah. where he's not the most, uh, you know, keen to track back, he is fantastic at creating overloads and yeah. seeing the space and seeing the game as it is. And what I see from Man United is that they might not be very strong at the centre mm-hmm. of the defence. I mean, might is a very polite way to say it. Yeah. But their wing backs are very effective and they're in a really good form at the moment yeah so it's kind of it reminds me of liverpool last year yeah that they were playing a major role Mm. in how the game was because they've got bruno being central and dominating the game but their wing backs are the ones who break defenses in an easy way exactly and it's not and actually i've got to give credit to ollie there because it's not they don't play like that every game. McTominay has been one of their top goal scorers this season. So for him to drop in as a centre-back in this particular game against Everton was really uh, interesting. He wasn't a centre-back, but if you look at his positioning, he dropped deeper so that the other players could get further forward. Also, James Rodriguez, James Rodriguez, had a fantastic game. I can't believe we've not mentioned him yet. He was, uh, you know, he's exceptional. He's dangerous and he really makes Everton tick from that point of view yeah so what do you think who's going to be second is it the Manchester that's going to go 1-2 this year I I don't know I honestly don't know I think I think that Manchester United are much more consistent than any other team Manchester United are grinding out the results a lot more you know Spurs would have lost that game 100% definitely yeah yeah. Manchester United are grinding out the results. They've got a lot of, you know, two-one wins, one-nil wins over teams that have been low-blocking them and really stopping them from playing, and they've still managed to get goals that lead to wins in the last minutes. Yeah. You know, they've been playing really well. Um, you know, I'm not going to mention. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm but... not sure that Liverpool can can be uh, in the top two. 
I'm not sure. Okay. That's a good prediction. And I like that. Top four is going to be a really tough call because Chelsea is coming up strong now. Chelsea, Leicester. And they've got very good pictures. Leicester is very consistent. And Everton. <laughs> Everton is there. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a really good year. Really good, good race. Year. Good race. Um, Chelsea game then. Chelsea game, yes. Uh, we see different different players, different styles of, of football. I mean, it's interesting watching Chelsea. Mm-hmm. What I don't like as an FPL point of view is that I'm just observing. Mm-hmm. I can't relate to anything. I can't get touched. I can't say, oh, this is, I found him. Probably the only player who's nailed in is Mendy. And we we can't be sure for a long time. Yeah. So, uh, Werner has been very, um, much more... Essential. What can I say? Energetic, yeah. I will say. Uh, but still, if you have a striker who's not scoring, the assists are not enough. Lovely cutback for the first way, goal. I, as a Chelsea Terrible penalty. Fan, I would be happy. Like... I, I really feel, you know, Sheffield should be a little bit aggrieved for that penalty. Like, there was clear contact, but for me, Werner, for me, penalties have been really soft for every other team other than the teams that I want to get penalties. And, that, <laughs> you know, Ramsdale was there. He moved his body out of the way and Werner knees him in the head and Werner gets the penalty. It's, if anything, Werner was acting dangerously and you know it was dangerous play from Werner's point of view um, but the penalty got given Werner got two assists and does as you said he's essential as a joke on yeah, I was, uh, I was kidding, yes. Twitter yeah. <laughs> or, or WhatsApp but in all honesty he looks to be Tuchel's go-to man up front you know whether or not he's playing as an out-and-out number nine or a number ten role or left wing or something like that he does look to be the person that Tuchel wants to play so lovely finish by Rudiger yeah that was very impressive yeah I've been telling everyone to get him in everyone got him this week that was a really good acknowledging (laughs) that (laughs) what I'm also afraid of Chelsea and putting my money on Chelsea is I f- it kind of feels it might be wrong I might be wrong but I feel that Tuchel is is kind of you end up being given a really nice house mm. you getting in and you say oh but I didn't want the bedroom to be here yeah. and I didn't want the kitchen to be here and the living but I'll make it work at some point but I'll need to move the whole house around for me to pl- this is my feeling yeah his problem for me is that everything is potential. Do you know what I mean? There's all of the young players that Frank brought through that he got playing well for him were, you know, great players. And Tammy Abraham, Mason Mount, um, Zuma and Christensen and, uh, you know, all those players. Reese James. He got them playing for him and they were great. But they didn't always deliver they delivered a lot but they didn't always deliver and he's got so many options he doesn't need to play these youngsters anymore so players like mount 
he is playing because he's looking dangerous and Mount looks like he wants to impress the cap you know he wants to impress the manager um but players like Chilwell are under threat from Alonso and that's really not good from a fantasy fantasy perspective to have any players that you want to play under threat is just not what you want from a fantasy perspective to be honest if you look at Chelsea squad we said that during summer as well but if they play Wednesday with one team they can play on Saturday yeah. with a completely different team, and it won't be a massive difference. No, complete both both teams are both Premier League quality, and it's ridiculous. Yes, yeah, it's massive. Which makes it hard for, for him to choose. Yeah, completely. because dropping Pulisic is crazy. Yeah, but dropping Mount as well is crazy. Hudson Odoi came in, in, in had way. three great games, and he's dropped him. So you know, it's mad. It's mad. They've got as so many Guetta, good players. James. Yeah. Then. Uh, it, it does make sense that that's what I feel and for now he's got a lot of time because he's new and it's not his fault he, he can even start losing games and not being blamed yeah but for the long run we should count on Chelsea from the summer and onwards yeah that that's my feeling I it agree. will hurt because people who will have some players will get points because they will get points and they will get wins and clean sheets at some point and goals but it, for me it's stay away we've got to we've got to give it until at least I'd say game week 26 if they have a double in 26 I might consider getting some of their assets in but they have to have a double and they have to have some consistency in their assets so yeah for me it's a difficult one it's too soon to see consistency because there are two more games exactly so if they play Alonso and then Chilwell, what's the consistency? Exactly. Of that? Even if they play twice Chilwell, do you think that that's consistent? In twenty six, if they have a double, they might play one and one. True. We'll that's see. why I'm. I'm really. I mean, there are players that you would you feel that I'm gonna always play. Rudiger. And the fact that Jorginho uh, is there. Jorginho. Werner. Weird. Yeah. I don't get it, but still, he feel. He, I feel that he's kind of nailed on. It's a miracle moment. that he's lasted through Frank's tenure and now into um, into yeah. the next uh, like yeah. era. It's amazing. Anyway, for me, Chelsea is a stay away. Um, I will be observing and preparing for next year. <laughs> exactly. Um, what do you think about Suchek's uh, red card? <sighs> there is a really nice edited uh, photo. Um, I'm not that into British culture yet, so I don't know who those two guys... I mean, they're very famous. They're the ones that are playing this game with um, that they put a microphone in, in your um, in your ear, like, um, and they, they make you do crazy things okay. in restaurants or something, and they, they tell you in your ear, uh, you have to spill the water to the waiter, let's say. And, is it? I have no idea. Is it Anton Deck? That's the you're saying two guys and that's all I've got. It could be any two. Guys. The one from X from X Factor, I think. Like the, the yeah, the presenters from X Factor, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's it, this is the one picture of them speaking on the on the microphone and telling to Mike Dean that you have now to find a reason to <laughs> give <laughs> to a give a red card to Sutek. <laughs> I, I mean, for me, it's it's ridiculous, yeah. especially because they checked it on VAR if we didn't have VAR 
and he just saw it with the uh, you know with a peripheral vision he might have thought that this is kind of a you know i think that even mitrovic at the end of the game said when the red card was coming mitrovic was like this isn't a red card and the ref is like i'm yeah. gonna give it it's like okay mitrovic you kind of like trying to redeem yourself but you're an idiot for diving to the floor like you did you're a good you're a well-rounded player for doing that i give him that but still ridiculous i'm sending you that picture because i think i i made a complete fool of myself by trying to describe it <laughs> um we'll put it on the can, whatsapp group you can on the oh you put oh, it on the it on facebook the cool <laughs> yeah oh yeah it is ant and deck you are right <laughs> Still. Yeah, I'm 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 very I'm very disappointed. The problem is that with this happening, I'm not sure even if they um what's the word? They they could, could cancel this yeah. overturn this. Um which I'm not sure that West Ham appealed for it. They did. They did. Was, they official. did they? Yeah. Okay. Uh I'm not sure that Susek is gonna remain in my team for long, which is I don't know. Crazy man! I'm threatening the FBL gods now. You're crazy. They might curse me, um, but I'll see. For now, he stays. Even if he doesn't play next week, he's and mm. last in my bench. I don't. I don't mind that much. Definitely, he's got. Um, but fixtures turn badly for West Ham, in my opinion. He's got a good game next. And Tottenham, Man City, Arsenal, Leeds, Man United, uh, potentially Arsenal if they not get knocked out. Anyway. Yeah, Wolves Leicester. Wolves Leicester, not a good yeah. one. Their last six, five are really good. Yeah, Burnley, Everton, Brighton, West Brom, Southampton. Uh, but it's too forward, too ahead for me to talk about. Now, Sufal is leaving because those next five, six games are not promising yeah. defensive wise, defensively. Sheffield, he's saying for Sheffield. Agreed. For sure. Mm-hmm. And um, and then he's going. My problem is with Antonio. And the problem is, first and most, I mean, I captained him. And that was a big mistake, as it appeared. I don't think it was. I think you, you were doing what we said about five game weeks ago, about if you start taking risks, they could not pay off for you. Um and you've and had not. frustrating captaincy <laughs> picks in the past five or so, well, in the past 11 game weeks. So you wanted to do something different. And Antonio looked like a good pick. Uh, you know, against Fulham, that's, for me, that's not a bad pick. But, and he, did he have some chances? No, he was really bad this game week. No, it was the Aston Villa he game week. He had some chances. Bad. It um, was the Crystal Palace that was, that he should have scored two or three times. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm telling you about captaincies. There, there are a couple of rules um, that I've set. We set out one at the start of the season. Was one was captain only from the top six. Yeah. Or don't captain against top six, which again I understand. This is a bit more logical. Yeah. I did that with, or being consistent as well is a rule. It's mm-hmm. good because you at least get the odd. Yeah, you get returns. some of them. Yeah. I was consistent with Salah and it backfired. I was four weeks in a row and he didn't return. Mm-hmm. And then I said, I've been backing up Salah, Bruno, Salah, 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 Bruno, Salah, and they didn't return because I was 
either picking the wrong week or being unlucky or anything. And then I said, okay, I'll go with DCL. He's kind of top six now. Yeah. So again, I'm sticking with my rules. Yeah. He blanked completely because it was the wrong week for me to, exactly. to captain him. And then I said, I'll go with Antonio because he's playing against Fulham. And again, the blank. So forget about the rules, guys. <laughs> Just play based on what you feel. But like, apparently it doesn't matter. You could look at it with one mindset of saying that if you'd have done it the other way around and you'd have DCL this week and Antonio last week, you'd have had a good you know, return for both captains. But you can only play the cards, you know, in poker, you can only play the cards that you can see. You can't play the cards that yeah. you can't see. And you've got your two cards in front of you and you know how good they are and how good they should be based on the deck that's coming out. I mean, let's let's be honest. DCL against Newcastle, it's much better than DCL against Man United. Exactly. 100%. So, come on. Let's You're not going to make yeah. those t- choices, you know? You're not going to make DCL against Man United because you don't expect David De Gea to cock up twice and give you two pretty simple tap-ins. Um, but yeah, in poker, if you've got a jack and an ace, you're going to say, okay, this is going to be a good hand for me. The deck throw, you know, the flop and the um, the river and all of that lot, I'm not a poker player, can you not tell, um, throws up a bunch of twos. You know, you get two, two, three, and then you get four as the next card and five as the next card. And someone's got... Uh, 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 that's a bad idea because you'll get a flush. You get a straight ace through to five. Anyway, you know what I mean. The player gets like <laughs> full house with twos and threes. It's completely outrageous, but you can only play the game that you can see. So I don't think yeah. you're making the wrong choices. I just think they've not come out for you right now. But my problem is that I want to get Kane soon back on. And I don't know who to take out. I mean... Because uh, Antonio is the, the best choice. It's true. But what about what about Bamford? He's got... Bamford? Not a double game week in 26, confirmed. Uh, Villa, West Ham, Chelsea. Uh, Fulham, Sheffield, Fair. Man City, Liverpool. So, like, his That's run... What, 31 and onwards, that there are five top yeah, pictures. no chance. Four out of five. But up to 30, he doesn't look bad. No. But the problem with Bamford is that he's very consistent. Uh-huh. He can have assists. But I don't feel that he's, he's going to explode. Mm-hmm. With Antonio, I feel that if I sell him, I might miss... A two-goal, two-assist game of him. Last podcast, you said Bamford is has got a hat-trick, hat-trick coming around the corner, and he's not played this game week. So, hold, hold Did your Did I stone. say a hat-trick? You said he's got a hat-trick on the horizon, Bamford, because he got an assist. No, a... I said Antonio. Antonio has got a hat-trick coming up. I'm... This is what I'm waiting for. We'll listen back, but I'm, I'm fairly certain I, you said Bamford was, you know... Uh, had a big haul coming in just around the t- the corner. So, we, he hasn't played this game week. Anyway, I think I'm, I'm going to hold Antonio for the Sheffield United Fair. picture yep. next week. But I might be forced to sell him in game week 25 
Michael Caine. Yeah. I think. I hope he doesn't end up with a hat trick against Spurs. Antonio. <laughs> which be a terrible outcome. Antonio in 25 yeah. is a good move because from 25 onwards, the fixtures are risky. Um, I think Bamford from 25 is not a good move because of the double fixtures and the fact that he will be playing in 29. I can swap around mm. Bamford to Antonio in game week 30. Yeah. Which will be a good good This pick. is kind of what I'm what I'm planning. Yeah. But the problem will be Kane's price in game week 25 it's going to go crazy. So yeah. will we make a quick transfer or are we going to wait to make sure that he's playing? We'll see. I've made my point one on him, you know. I bought him at 11, he went up to 11.3, I sold him, so I made point one. Ooh, he's gone good. back down to 11, so good. if I buy him Even at 11.1, 11. 11. 1, 11. 1, it's safe. I'm happy, exactly. So yeah, we'll see. Good. 11.2, I, I don't care. <laughs> Is Who's there next? anything else we're missing? We've got Crystal Palace and Leeds tonight, so that's yes. uh, you know on the horizon. Uh Let's hope Bamford gets big returns. Watkins against Arsenal, I was completely not expecting. So, you know, we always say have a good player first on your bench because you want someone to come in and get, bring you the points in. But I'm really annoyed that my bench option has been getting me 15, 9. My, bench, my yeah. first bench option has returned every game week this in the last three. And it's annoying. Okay, so why why don't we just um, do the points? What do we call it? Points, yeah. <laughs> points review. Points review, yeah. So, you go first. I'll go first, as as I didn't do that well. So <clears throat> I'm fifty eight at the moment. With Bamford to play. With Bamford to play, um, Martinez, Sufal. Fernandez, Salah, Son, and Carbert Lewin returned. Mm -hmm. Not bad, but it doesn't really make a big difference because now we're on kind of those players are nailed in every team. Yeah. So it doesn't, their overall um, expect. Overall, I'm rank not words. I'm so not... disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. They're overall. Anyway, Martinez was a good was a good uh, pick. Despite, I mean, Ariola had six. It wouldn't be that bad. But finally, I got the best out of those two. Same. Uh, Diaz and Stones. Stones is coming in for Taylor, mm -hmm. which was either a bold move or a terrible move we'll see we'll find out if he's available next weekend well Burnley conceded this week so you didn't miss out on much if he hadn't played so yes uh, but he might be unavailable and that will be even worse that would be annoying so I, I, I just bought a player who's injured which is crazy but still I, I, I just wanted to to get a, a cheap Burnley one yeah I didn't want to spend much and uh, the fact that he's 4.4 and if he's available, he will go 4.5 yeah. easily because people are going to jump on him. Exactly. That's why I rushed. <clears throat> anyway, uh, I had Suchek blank with the red card. He had three at that moment. Yeah. 
and the other blank was my captain, Antonio, with just two, which made it four. That's sad. Thankfully, this time, I'm so pleased my bench was terrible. Mm -hmm. Dina had one, and Smithrow had two. Yeah. Smithrow, I so still think, is a good, have... a good option. He's just lost price again, hasn't he? Down to 4.3 again. But I still yes, think he's, he's a good option. I've, I've lost not point two with him. Ah, oh, man. Um, yeah. I'd still be looking at buying him in for Suchek if I needed to make that downgrade. Um, because he's still playing and... You know, he's playing in that position for Arsenal. So yeah. Um, I had Martinez in goal like you. I had Soufal, Salah, Fernandez, uh, Calvert-Lewin. And did you have Son as well? I did have Son, yes. So I had all of those players that you had uh, with the captaincy on Son, which I was extremely lucky to have. Um, yeah, you made eight points more from that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So because it's ten minus my two, from yeah, Antonio, yeah. <laughs> um, he wasn't my highest scoring player of the game week. That was actually Gundogan, which came in with a thirteen, even though he missed the penalty. Um, Crazy. It was a really roller coaster game week, a uh, big roller coaster game week for me with Gundogan because he played, missed the penalty, went down to minus one, then scored a goal, then scored another goal. And then picked up three bonus points. So, yeah. The ups were better than the downs. Um, I also had Justin, who got me a nine-pointer. Uh, Those two players are hurting me. Justin's great, yeah. he. I, I was saying on the group chat that um, I've been nervous about holding him because of the returning players. But he's just been he's just been so great for the time that I've had with him I've really appreciated it you know <laughs> yeah and, and actually I, I'm, I'm being very stupid and, and stubborn and all that mm -hmm. when they return you just sell him what's the difficulty of that exactly why have I been afraid of getting him and missing all those points yeah because the returning players okay they will return and when he loses his place I'm going to sell him that exactly. is, it's as easy as uh, he's He's a great. Uh, he's been a great asset for me, and he, the way he picks up bonus points is fantastic. I, you know, he's just yeah. putting in those uh, crosses, getting all of those big chances, putting all of those, creating all of those big chances. I should say, sorry, he's not Vardy, um, and yeah, he's picking up some clean sheets on the side as well because Leicester are playing pretty well in that respect. And assist. Too. So yeah. Assist. He scored a couple of times. Yeah, scored last week. So yeah, very happy. The only other player that I had that you didn't have was Ben Mee, who got me one point. Uh, I was happy to have him for the Brighton Hove Albion match. Um, we did see a defender score, but it was Lewis Dunk against uh, <laughs> against uh, Burnley. But yeah, having Burnley for the next game, I'm really happy with Crystal Palace and Fulham in this game week. So yeah, fantastic. And then Bamford coming in at Crystal Palace. Hopefully, he picks up an injury and doesn't play because then I've got Watkins coming off my bench for nine <laughs> but yeah yes and I've got Dinya for one so yeah yeah hope that one happens that will be a big difference <laughs> <laughs> but it looks like um, Bamford's going to play the only thing about the Burnley players is they're so good in defence and they get clean sheets yeah but they get clean sheets mostly unexpectedly yeah so this is the only reason I'm not really going to go for Pope mm -hmm. or for a second Burnley defender because 
they seem like two amazing clean sheets. Yeah. But it's very rare that Burnley gets the clean sheets that we all expect them to. Exactly. I mean, they had a clean sheet against Liverpool and they didn't against Brighton. Yeah. So, which is not the best scoring team anyway. No. So, I would just warn everyone to just be careful on how many Burnley players you're going to bring in. Yeah. They've got really good fixtures, but for them, it doesn't mean everything. Just be careful. My my crazy transfer idea for the next couple of game weeks is I said Pope at the start of the podcast but it's I've also got in the back of my mind um, one that you wouldn't expect and that's Edison purely because City do have three doubles coming up you know okay they've got one confirmed game week 26 is very likely to be another double um, and game week 27 is also quite likely to be a double against Southampton and I think Man United. So I really would like to have Edison. He's one of those City players that is going to play. Like he's 100% going to play. Um, yeah. And I really like that about him. So if I go Johnston to Edison and then in my wild card in 29 30. I go back down to, um, you know, someone, you know, whoever I want. But I've got Edison for the next couple of game weeks and Martinez to rotate with him. Um, I haven't looked at it, whether it's a good one, but, you know. Yeah, and I think I'm sticking with my no-rotation no <laughs> idea okay. in goalkeepers. Mm-hmm. And my transfer this week is probably, we'll find out on... Friday. Yes. Yeah. It's probably going to be Areola dropping into his fellow um, goalkeeper, Fabri. Yeah. Who is 3.9. Yeah. Uh, and I don't care if missing the double game week for Fulham. I don't find that Burnley and Everton together are so much better than Brighton alone. For Martinez, yeah, it will be, but it's not enough for me to take a risk and have Arola with, let's say, two and one because Everton might score big against Fulham. True. True, and suddenly he gets three points from two games, and Martinez gets points from saves, and he over. I mean, I, I'm not fast. I'm just going to leave him there. Yeah. If Ariola gets 20 points from those two, yeah, I'll be devastated. But I mean, the thing is, you've got um, the double game weeks coming up. And you've got... Um, sorry. You've got the double game weeks coming up, but Fabri's not going to play in those double game weeks. So it's sort of... For no, me... No, it's just because he's cheap. I think you should it's keep... just because he's the cheap. Keep Ariola. And use him for the double game week you've got coming up. If you've got Martinez, there's no guarantee that he's going to play in 26, uh, a double, because they've got leads. If Spurs don't get through, there's a high chance that Spurs are then going to play Aston Villa. So if they do have a blank... I think I should just wait until the FA Cup. I think that keeper transfer is a risky one. But yeah, wait until until we know what's going on, I think, is the main call for everyone for this game week. Yes. 
And I think this covers it up. I think we're good. I think yeah, the battles are going to be on Friday anyway. Yeah. So we just wait and see how this week is going to run. Yeah. Just stay in touch with um, on Twitter and, of course, in our group. Exactly. Our WhatsApp chat. Uh, because we'll be informing you about everything. I mean, tomorrow already we'll have uh, fixture, two fixtures, right? I think. Yeah. Uh, that will determine. It's Man United West Ham, so there are two teams that are involved. Big one. It makes a difference. And Burnley Bournemouth. Yeah. So we shall know about three teams already what's going to happen with the double game weeks and 26 and 29 and stuff. So, yeah, by the time you're listening to this, you probably have a better idea of what's going on anyway. Um, yeah. But yeah, just keep in touch. If you want to get into our WhatsApp chat, feel free to message us on Twitter or something along those lines. Uh, if you're just happy listening along, we're very happy to have you. So thank you very much for your support. And uh, yeah, stay tuned. And stay safe. Thank you very much, guys. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you, guys. Bye. Radio.